Blog Talk Radio. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Houdat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuned to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got another one dialed up for you uh, this evening. Um, unfortunately, Mr. E. Scott cannot join us uh, tonight. I'm dealing with some personal matters, so uh, but I do have some great heavy hitters um, uh, filling in for him, and that is uh, Mr. Jason Collins. You can catch him and I, my, myself on uh, the Sideline Speaks uh, on Tuesday nights uh, on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And um, also we got Princess Cooper, our CEO of Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, uh, also joining us this evening to fill in for Mr. E. Scott. Uh, so with that being said, let's welcome these uh, ladies, this lady and, and gentlemen in. Uh, Princess Cooper, how are you doing this evening, my lady? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I don't have an E. Scott rhyme or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to do my best tonight. <laughs> All right. No, yeah, your best is always welcome, for sure. Hey, Mr. Tisha Collins, how are you doing this evening, my brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. And, of course, it's always good to be on with Princess as well. Yes, indeed, man, indeed. Well said, Jay. All right, let's, uh, we, we, we're going to dive into a lot of stuff. Uh, we're going to talk to WNBA. We're going to talk uh, NBA. Uh, we're going to talk NFL as well. Um, I got a couple of segments here that I want to, you know, introduce. I got a, um, I got a, a segment called uh, Who Am I? And, and Princess and Jason, if you do not get to most of these, it's going to be, you're going to be called out. Trust me on this because I got some good ones for you. <laughs> so we'll definitely dial in. We'll definitely, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have some fun with that uh, for sure. Um, and then, of course, my one ticket segment. Jay, I added one uh, from last night because Jason and, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, Jason and I are on another show called Sideline Speaks, as I mentioned earlier. And um, I, I presented this one ticket, but I added one to it, Jay. So let's <laughs> see if that changes your mind. So uh, we'll, we'll dive into that later but, uh, for sure. All right. So with that being said, uh, let's get right into it. Um, I have to talk about the WNBA. And, uh, Princess, I'm, I'm going to start with you on this one. Is You know, I've been um, so dialed into the WNBA. I'm loving the WNBA. I'm loving everything that this uh, product is uh, presenting on the floor. But it seems to me, Princess, that they're not getting enough love um, as far as from a financial standpoint. And it's so it's so hurtful for me to see it because I, I love I think these women, and I, and I watch it with my wife, and she's watching it with me, and, and she's like, oh, these girls are getting at it. These women are getting at it. And I love it, man. I love it. I just recently, and I'm sorry, Brittany Griner, I'm sorry, Phoenix Mercury, but I switched my allegiance from the <laughs> Phoenix Mercury over to the <laughs> New York Liberty. So, um, you know, just so I can walk down the street with, you know, you being safe there. But, Princess, 
let's talk about the league um, from a financial standpoint because I just realized that um, that they don't have charter planes. Uh, what is going on with this league, and what can be done in your mind uh, as far as getting the uh, getting these ladies the uh, the, the, the compensation, uh, the salaries, the money that they need? In, in your opinion, what say you? You know, I think about this probably every day. Um, I watch the WNBA, but John watches it probably every if there's a game on every day or every night, mm-hmm. you know, he'll get in and watch it. And I don't know what can be done except for exposure and more money. So if it's exposure mm-hmm. and more money, that means more, um, you know, people in the seats. Um, you know, but you yeah. can buy a WNBA team now for about $35 million. The lowest wow. team, you know, is about $11 million, um, you know, but you can get a team for about $35 million. You know, the most mm-hmm. expensive team is the Seattle Storm. Um, wow. And that was surprising to me, and they're sitting at $151 million. But when you talk and when you listen to WNBA players, their their benefits around their locker room, their 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 complex is, is nil to none. And that's a shame. And when you have a rookie to come in, the number one pick, and her salary yeah. is 75000 that is her salary. You know, that that's mm-hmm. a shame. And, I, and, yeah. and I'm offended that that's where we are with, you know, females in this athletic sport. But here's one even bigger. A, a team cannot offer a player their salary plus a sponsorship. So they can't get a salary plus a Nike endorsement. That cannot really? be a, exactly. I'm not in their package from the team. Now, if Nike and da-da-da decides to come and get them and say, hey, we want to but a part of the package, you can't get that within the WNBA. It has to be separate or it's considered illegal and tampering. Um, and I just found that out this year, too. Wow. So some things, and that is in their collective bargaining agreement. So somewhere down the line, um, the, the, you know, the CBA, um, the teams, and then the Players Association got together, and they compromised that one thing. Hey, they can't have a salary wow. and a sponsorship at the same time offered by you. So yeah, that, I don't know where but, we go. I don't know where we go. Yeah, seriously, I did not know that. That is news to me uh, for sure, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, I know, you know, before his, uh, you know, before his untimely death, I know Kobe was dialed into the WNBA. You know, with his with his uh, his daughter Gigi. I know, um, you know, he expected uh, a lot of big things from her. I know he was. Going to be, I, I, I'm in my opinion. I, there's no, you know, there, there's no, uh, you know, rhyme or reason or anything like that. There's no definition. Uh, there's no definite, um, you know, information on this. But I, I, you know, I thought Kobe would be like an ambassador to the WNBA, Jay. But what, what say you about this question? And then, you know, anything you want to add on to what Prentice said? Because it just seems like, you know, we watch it. You and I talk, um, you know, constantly on, you know, we text back and forth. You're, you're an Aces fan. I'm a Liberty fan. And, um, and you know, we, we constantly talk about these ladies and what they're doing. But it just seems like they don't get enough love, Jay. What, what say you about this question and, uh, and, and anything you want to add on, on to that? How can this happen? Go ahead. Yeah, man. As you know, I'm a huge fan, of Princess. I I watch a game almost every single yes. night as well, yes. um, and I I agree with everything Princess said. But I knew yeah. we were going to talk about this K Walk, so I, I took a little bit of a deeper dive because 
Like okay. the WNBA is relatively a young league. Like they've only been around what like 25 years compared to the NBA that's what 75 years. So it's a relatively young league. Their revenue is up a hundred million dollars since 2019. Oh, wow. So they okay. are trending in the right direction. I agree that you know salaries, especially when you compare it to the NBA, it, it yeah. looks like pennies, right? But I, I kind of took a look. There's over 20 players in the WNBA that make over $200,000 a year. Now, again, compared to the NBA, that's not a lot of money. Um, but a 40-game schedule, you make $200,000 for three, four months of play. It might not seem as bad when you start breaking down some of the numbers as it does just on face value. Then what I did, man, I I went back and looked at, like, the NBA when it was, like, in its 25th, around 20, 30 years, right? Moses Mm -hmm. Malone signed a five-year contract for a million dollars. So okay. he was making about two hundred and fifty a year. Now yeah, I know right. the money's different now, you know, so it's not necessarily a direct comparison. But gotcha. I do think because the league is young, I just don't think they're able to maybe do some of the things that we see the NBA doing as an established league that has profits every single year. I do think the girls deserve more money. Uh, I, I know the Aces, they do have chartered flights. I think some of that's got to be on the ownership to, to bite right. that bullet and, and get planes for their teams. I do think facilities need to be better. I think all those things need to change because the, it's a really good product if people would just sit down and watch it. And I would also just say it's a young league, and like maybe 25 years from now, the profits are coming in and, and the money is, you know, TV contracts are better. I think I think things will end up working out for them. But, yeah, I think on, at face value it doesn't look great. But I think we just have to keep reminding ourselves that it's a young league that's not turning a profit right now. And at some point that's going to change, and then I think things will get better for the players. Yeah, I mean, great stuff there, Jay, for sure. Princess, let me ask you this, and, and, and Jay, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question, and you can answer this question as well. Should the NBA dub, I mean, should the NBA uh, jump in here? I mean, because they're, they're, these guys are making tremendous amount of money. We're talking about $57 million a year for certain players, if you look at their contract, and, uh, and you know, $30 million a year. Can somehow, can somehow, can the NBA jump in here and say, listen, you know we're going to cut this. I know. I I know the the, the, the you know the, maybe the play, NBA players are like, no, this is my money. You know, it's my family. I'm working on generational money. I, I I get all that. I get that argument. But can can the NBA do something here, uh, Princess? You know, to to help out the WNBA to get the market because when you look at the market, we we, we talk about the uh, the Las Vegas uh, Aces. Um, you know, uh, the New York Liberty, these are the top two teams right now. Um, Las mm-hmm. Vegas, I don't think they have a team right now. But, you know, if you look at some of the teams in the league that, that can possibly, you know, possibly help them out financially and use their charter planes, because we, we know the NBA have charter planes, what say you about the NBA stepping in? Of course they could, Kevin. <laughs> of course mm-hmm. they could step in. And in so many ways, they could step in. The best thing, you know, so far is that some NBA owners also own the WNBA team and, and, and the mm-hmm. WNBA 
will definitely go after them first and say, hey, would you like to own a team? But right. um, I, it's hard to say that, okay, you're, you are getting $60 million a year. Don't you want to give up $5 million of that and right. help out you Thank know, you. An, another, another league? I think it's a wonderful idea. But I think also I'm coming from the position of being a woman. We've always mm-hmm. fought for more, you know, salary. You know, and it's it, – come on, minimum wage so. or yeah. same position for a man and a woman. There's still a disparity um, in that, and we're just talking about the private sector. If we come into sports, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Look at what the women's soccer team, U.S. soccer team, has yes. to do to fight, you know, for that also. So I don't – you know, of course they can. But will they? Obviously, they haven't done it so far, and I don't know – um, if they will going forward. Now, you know, the players could get together. Um, you know, uh, the, the players' associate, association can get together. But yeah. so could some of these owners. And some of these owners own these teams, and they own NFL teams, and you still don't have a locker room, or you still don't have a chartered flight. Or you still, you know, um, again, I think it's the female that's trying to fight for a position. Now, luckily, they're talking about expanding in 2025 to Toronto, mm-hmm. Nashville, and the yeah. Bay Area. Um, and then there's been some, you know, honorable mention for Philly and Columbia, South Carolina. And the reason I say <laughs> that, that is really a big name because yeah. I think they're trying to woo Don Staley into the WNBA um, yeah. and, nice. you know, for more of a brand recognition. But the answer to your question is, yeah, they could. But, you know, the, if the WNBA has been around, like, you know, Jason said, for 25 years and still here yeah. we are, with 200000 being yeah. the, the biggest salary, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing, Seriously. you know. And I hear Jason, but to say, okay, well, you're still a young league. And I don't know where the money's coming from. All I can know, all I can say is that I'm going to patronize you. I'm going to see you up close and pay for a ticket, mm. and I'm going to watch you on TV when I can and get your viewership up. That's the best I can do. Yeah, it's 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 so it's so crazy that the NBA doesn't step in with the, all of the money these these guys are be uh, making. And you would think like a LeBron and I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Princess. I know you're a LeBron uh, uh, fan, but you you would think you know, a a leader um, today. And I'm calling LeBron because you know he's one of the, probably you know he's a billionaire. He's the only billionaire in the league right now. And I'm not saying put all of his money in there, but, you know, just put his voice out there and say, listen, these ladies are about this. Kobe was about the, the WNBA. Gigi was ready to do her thing. You know, why not honor his legacy, meaning Kobe Bryant's legacy, and say, listen, let's, you know, make sure this league stays, uh, you know, stays intact. Because these women, I mean, I'm looking at these night in, and, and Jason, like Jason alluded to, these women, they, they play. It's a great product, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great product. If you don't, I know, you know, on this show, we don't really talk about WNBA. We normally talk about NBA and, and NFL, but the WNBA is a, is a great product. So um, check it out for sure. But, Jay, what say you about the uh, the NBA stepping in? No, man. I mean, I think they could definitely do more than what they do. I, I, I was trying to find the exact number of how much money, that they, they give to the WNBA every year, and, and there's a lot of mixed reports out here, so I, I don't know what's true and what isn't, uh, but I, I definitely know that Adam, Adam Silver talked about it, um, you know, like 
how much can they give versus trying to run a business. Like, I guess it's always a tricky balance. But it seems like, man, in the NBA, like, they're just printing money sometimes. Yeah, right? With some of these contracts that you see and and the way that money is just flying around. I feel like there's got to be a way, if they wanted to, that they could probably throw some more money at the WNBA for sure. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Princess. They can, they could do more, but I think <laughs> it's just one of those things like how much do they want to mess with their own bottom line versus, you know, trying to build up that WNBA product. But, again, man, I it, it really – like I, I'm when I tell you I'm watching a WNBA game a night, I mean, I yeah. am, man. Like every single uh, night right. I'm watching something, and it's a really good product. I, I think really Chris kind of mentioned this earlier. I think some of it is the marketing and just the awareness. Um, I, I think a lot of people aren't watching the WNBA because they just don't know how good it actually is. So yeah. if there's a way to get it in front of more eyeballs – I think it would be mm-hmm. a can't miss, you know. But so they've got to do a better job at that piece of it as well. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Prince. Hey, Kevin, I think you wanted to chime in. Yeah, go ahead, chime in. Yeah, I want to, you know, and and I'm being silly here, but we could take some of Zion Williamson's money. Um, but okay, I'm being silly. But now, <laughs> yeah, fact, you, you're right. You're true. You, you brought up my guy, LeBron James, and he fronted mm-hmm. um, the money to purchase the Atlanta Dream um, for the young lady. Yeah. So, um, you know, he. And no, that's not enough. But if if you're getting, I just don't understand. If you're getting fifty, sixty million a year, um, or I mean, look at, uh, gosh, John ja Morant, three hundred and four thousand mm-hmm. per game, three hundred and four thousand yeah. per game versus the yeah. highest Great player point. in the in, that money in the WNBA. You know, yeah. is, is two hundred thousand. That puts it in perspective, and. That's about as offensive to me as the NCAA two years ago at the Final Four. They had a couple of barbells and some yeah. hand weights for the young ladies yes. and, and nothing, you know, oh, yes. and the men have a whole this, yes. complex. So mm-hmm. it it's always seems to be a kind of wait and see um, for female athletes. And, again, a good product, and not just a good product. These ladies play, I think, pure concept basketball. They really do. And I think we slide them, too. I don't want to get too heavy in this. We, we'll say, no, okay, she, she shoots like Seth Curry. Well, how about she just shoots yes. like she do? You know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The comparison there, and I know I'm being a little bit petty, but um, I, I you, hope that you. we continue to see this league grow but because it's a great product. And I hope that we see it grow to where they don't feel the need to go overseas. Obviously, you know, yeah. that can be yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And, yeah. and let me just say I, this, too, gotcha. and, and uh, you know, Princess alluded to it earlier, expansion. Like, I, I think one of the biggest misses right now in the WNBA is that they just don't have enough teams because we're seeing really good college players that yep. people are following, yeah. and they're not able to get on a WNBA roster. And I, I think that is a big miss in the WNBA right now because college women's college basketball has this huge fan base that if yes. they could bring some of that over to the WNBA, but these girls have to get on the rosters. And because there's so few teams with so few roster spots, a lot of really good players are not able to get on these teams. And I think that mm-hmm. hurts some of the carryover from college to the WNBA. 
Yeah, great point there, Jay. And you know what I was thinking, you know, last night, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I put down MJ my, on our rant, Jay, you know, on on, uh, uh, on the sideline speaks, and uh, you know, about him selling his, um, you know, uh, the, the, the majority of the, the stakes to uh, of, of the Hornets to um, not a minority group. But I think he, you know, he sold it for three, what three three billion. I'm thinking MJ is going to honor Kobe because he and Kobe were, you know, kind of they were tight. They were tight, and we saw it, you know, when at Kobe's funeral that you know how emotional Kobe was. I mean, how how emotional MJ was, you know, you know, passing um, doing to the fact of the matter that you know Kobe was passing. I think MJ may step in here. I think MJ may step in here, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm taking a long shot here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, uh, any definite, uh, you know, uh, you know, information on that. But I think MJ may step in this uh, for the WNBA because there's, there's like some great talent out there. Really is great talent. All right. Um, so that, 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 that is, uh, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see. I don't think we're going to. It's going to fold just yet, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I love the WNBA, and I'm dialing in, like Jay said. I'm dialing in uh, each and every night uh, for sure. All right. Um, let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's grab our first break real real quick. And then when we come back, I want to continue to talk about the WNBA, and I want to ask uh, Princess and Jason about, you know, who the, uh, you know, right now, who the midseason MVP is, you know, who your favorites are to meet in the, in, in the uh, WNBA finals as well, and who is your dark horse? As well, I know. I know these these guys have. I know these guys have uh, some dialed in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, joined by J- uh, Purchase Cooper and Jason Collins. Uh, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jaquan J Kelly, aka Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Welcome. 
Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, E. Scott is out tonight. But joining us in his uh, in his place is uh, Princess Cooper, CEO of Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Thank you so much, my lady. And uh, Jason Collins. And uh, if, you, if you're a long-time listener, you know Jason Collins has been with us, uh, you know, filling in uh, 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 here and there, and he's joined us on uh, Tuesdays uh, in our, on our show, the uh, Sideline Speaks. You can check us out there, uh, you know, on YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, Facebook, uh, you, you name it, we're there. All right, <laughs> so good stuff. So um, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the WNBA. I want to talk, uh, stay on that t- topic, uh, Princess. And, and I want to ask you right now, Princess, we've been talking, you know, how much we've been dialed in to the WNBA and how much of a great market uh, it is and a, a product that is. Um, give me your thoughts right now, uh, Princess. Who's your uh, uh, midseason MVP? The uh, the All-Star game is coming up. Um, but right now, if you had to, to pick your MVP, who, who do you have on your list right now? I'm going to wait on mute right now. Of course, I'm just talking away, of course. <laughs> just talking away. Um, you know, I have a, co- a couple, and of course I'm going to lean towards Asia Wilson just because she's out of mm-hmm. Columbia, South Carolina, and, and the Gamecocks. But um, I've been watching a lot of Jewel Lloyd, and um, okay. she, she's putting she's putting up some numbers. I, but you just can't to – I look at the consistency of, of Brianna Stewart um, and the young lady yeah. – um, that I love so much out of Notre Dame, and I'm going to get this wrong, but Aguma Wale, I think that's her name. I love mm-hmm. just the, her, her game and how she's doing. But there's others out there. Um, the young lady, Alyssa Thomas, who's now become the number one triple-double double person in, in the WNBA. So there's mm-hmm. others out there. But Jewel Lloyd seems to be bringing it every night, and that's my that's my pick for who's, you know, the MVP and who's emerging. Um, those three right there. But Jewel Lloyd has my attention. Okay. That's, that's not a bad that's not a bad fit there, uh, Princess. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, again, if you're, if you're not doubting, doubting, because it's, it's a great product. It really is. But, Jay, what say you? Who's your, right now, who's your mid-season uh, MVP? Yeah, man, Princess named a bunch of great ones. You know, Jewel Lloyd, <laughs> Brianna Stewart, Arike, and yeah. Uba Wale. Like, they're the top three leading scorers in the league, <laughs> and they can just all flat out ball. Yes. I'm going to go a little bit under the radar here, and I'm going to say Nafisa Collier on Minnesota, man. Like, oh, the wow. last four or five games, I think she's averaging <laughs> over 25 points a game. She's averaging okay. 22 on the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this girl has a game, man, and she's improved yeah. a lot. She was good at Connecticut, but she has worked on her game so much. She's shooting a fadeaway jumper now, turnaround. Like, she is flat out playing great basketball. So she's probably not on anybody's list right now, but I think by the time we get to the end, a lot of people are going to be talking about Nafisa Collier. Yeah, Jay. I mean, it's not a bad pick there, man. I mean, because of the fact of the matter, she is fourth in the in the league in scoring. You, you mentioned twenty two. She's at she's right there, twenty one point eight. But yeah, she's right there, and I, I can't be mad at uh, either one of your picks there because, you know, with, with this, you know, you know, if you don't know, then you don't know. I mean, but you have to look at this uh, this product, ladies and gentlemen. It really is a great product, and I, I know I'm not uh, an employee of the WNBA or anything like that. I'm not trying to promote them. I mean, I'm promoting them, 
but I'm not getting anything out of it. It really is uh, a great product, and and for what Princess said and what Jason said, it's a great product. I mean, it's uh, these are great players. I, I, I right now I'm going to go with you know New York Liberty. I'm a homer, so I'm going to go with Brianna Stewart. <laughs> so I'm going to say she's the uh, she's she's the uh, you know, my my um, midseason MVP. She's at 22.6 points a game. You know what? And not only that, she's averaging over 10 rebounds a game as well. There you go. So yeah. yeah, that that that's that's huge. That's that's really huge. So um, she's she's mine, and nothing to take away from what Princess and, and, and Jason said, but uh, for sure, um, these it's a great product. And ladies and gentlemen, again, look, okay, at, well, it. look since, at it. Since, Go ahead. Since we're being homers, man, let me shout out Chelsea Gray for my Las Vegas Aces. I mean, you, you hear people in the NBA talk about the point god. In the WNBA, Chelsea Gray is the point god, man. This girl uh, <laughs> flat out controls the game from start to finish. So that's my homer shout out as well. Yeah, she's averaging six point six points a uh, six point six uh, assists a game. So she's not not at number one, but she's there. She's doing it. And then and they what six uh, six in a row? I think the the uh, the, the Aces have won. Um, right now, so it, it's you know again, ladies and gentlemen, these these are some great players. All right, Princess, I'm gonna come to you on this one. I I don't think I put this on the thing, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide this one there. Defensive Player of the Year right now, midseason Defensive Player of the Year. If you have one, I know I didn't give it to you on the, on the uh, the topics, but what say you if you have one? Wow, um, you're, yeah, you're no, definitely right. gonna. Um, you know what? I, because I haven't really looked at it. I'm just going to say Asia Wilson because I know she's averaging okay. two to three blocks a game. So I'm going to go Asia Wilson. But I, I know there's probably some some out there. But I I know that she is she plays hard on both sides um, of of the of the court. Um, so I'm going to go her with two or three blocks per game. Okay, good stuff. Jay, what say you about the defensive player of the year? Again, I apologize. Yeah, that, that's a tough one off the top of the head. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, Asia Wilson, yeah, I, I like what she's doing. Um, there's there's someone on, on the, um, Los, the Los Angeles Sparks, uh, Lexi Hall. She's a really good defender. Doesn't give you a whole lot on offense, but she bears down and plays tough defense. But yeah. I think I'm in agreement with Princess here. Yeah. I mean, Asia Wilson, man, she does it all. So I, I, I think I'm going to agree with Princess here. Yeah, I'll make it unanimous. I'm going to go with Asia Wilson as well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> try, to, try to speak that in there as well. Maybe uh, Brittany Griner, um, you know, she's averaging uh, 2.4 blocks a game mm-hmm. per game. But I'll, I'll give it to Asia, uh, Asia Wilson, because she's also doing it it's, uh, on, on, on other aspects of, of not just blocks, but just keeping their uh, keeping their opponents uh, from scoring. So I, I like that one as well. All right, Princess. So uh, with that being said, um, let's go. We got. I have to go to the, uh, you know, the two teams we talked about. It seemed like, you know, I don't know if you you uh, you you announced your allegiance, uh, Princess, to a team. Jay's an Aces fan. I I announced my allegiance to the Liberty. So with all that being said, what say you about the NBA Finals? Um, what do you see the matchup being? And then, uh, you know, you know, you know, what are their favorites right now? And also, what are the dark horses if you have any? Well, you know what? I am, I guess, an Aces fan by default just because of Aces uh, Wilson. Of course, I'm watching um, Indiana um, and the Fever because 
Um, you know, they have Aaliyah Boston. Um, okay. So, you know, um, but so that's my reason. I, I love the Aces. I love Kelsey Plum. Um, you okay. know, and and the fact that Candace Parker is on there and really she's not trying to, um, you know, just be a leader or whatever. She's mingling in. And I like that, mm-hmm. that she's giving what she has to give, playing some pure basketball. And and, and then on the bench, I, I still think it's um, Asia Wilson's team. Um, now, if I'm talking about dark horses, you know, I, I don't think they play a long enough season. So, But with that being said, I want to yeah, – I'm, I'm actually pulling for the Atlanta dream, you know. Um, and okay. uh, just because of Ryan Howard, um, they – and and the fact that they have changed ownerships and saw where they needed to do that. Um, I, I'm pulling for the Atlanta Dream if, if I'm talking about a dark horse team. But now my favorite, which I try to watch it every week, is is the Aces for sure. All right, good stuff. Great stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, we generally don't talk WNBA, but we, you know, I brought them on because they know they know the WNBA, so we know it all. We know it all. But, Jay, what say you? Who's, who's your finals right now, the favorites, and do you have any dark horses as well? I mean, it looks like the Liberty and the Aces are on a collision course to make it into yeah. the finals. Um Connecticut, you could also throw Connecticut in there, yeah. but when they lost Brianna Jones to an Achilles injury, oh, to me, that, that derails their team. So I, yeah. I feel like that kind of takes them out of the mix. But Dark Horses, I mean, looking at the standings, man, there's only four teams in the entire league that are over 500. So even some yeah, of these teams, like Princess mentioned, the Dream, they're five and seven, but they're still like right in the mix, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I want to I want to shout out um, the Indiana Fever. Uh, I I think you know ah, coming stuff, off yeah. of. You know, they had gone so long without even winning a basketball game, and to be sitting yep. at five and nine right now, I'm drawing a blank on, on the rookie's name, Princess, from South Carolina. Oh, really? Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And what Aaliyah yeah. Boston has been able to do, I mean, yep. it, she's been absolutely phenomenal. So I wouldn't yeah. sleep on them, and then also the Minnesota Lynx. They're five and nine right now, but they've had a lot of injuries. They're finally healthy. 40-game season doesn't give you a lot of time to, to make up ground, but I think right. those are a couple of teams that you got to keep your eye on. Yeah, also, Jason and Kevin, the, the Mystics, but they just had an injury yeah. to Austin, um, their, their um, second-year player out of Ole Miss. So, and, and, and um, Elena Deladon just seems to be that injury-prone, too. So, But the Mystics mm-hmm. are sitting, you know, in fourth place. But um, they 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 the injury bug has hit them. But again, I, I wish you were get you're right, Jason. A forty game schedule doesn't give you much time to to um you know right the ship and and maybe right. um pull up. But um, um, it is what it is now. I really hope that the WNBA expands. And I know the Portland area, um, Jason and Kevin, they're they're mm-hmm. about to pull pull it for sure. They have requested the WNBA for um, in the you know four teams. So and they have now gotten the uh, the funds and the support that they need from the public. But so that is a WNBA team that may come about this year, this offseason. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd love that, to see yeah. a team in Philadelphia as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm calling Philadelphia Freedom. Yeah, I'm calling. I'm trademarking the Philadelphia Freedom right now. That's what I'm calling them right now. <laughs> Philadelphia Freedom. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, guys, I just don't understand why the, the NBA doesn't step in right now. I mean, I know they will, but um, we know that's again, we 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 talked about that earlier. But my darker, I mean, obviously, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the consensus here, and I'm going to go with the Aces and Liberty, like Jay mentioned, to piggyback. They're on a, a collision course to, uh, to to match up there in the NBA Finals. The Suns, uh, the Sun, I thought they were going to be there until that uh, devastating injury. Uh, to the young lady, I forget her name. I can't recall her name, but she was huge. The Mystics, the Mystics too. They've been giving fits to a lot of different people. I know their record doesn't um, say who they are, um, but um, I think they, they they can be a, a big headache uh, for sure. And the Sparks, I like the Los Angeles Sparks as well. Um, so I know they're under 500, and I think they had to deal, you know, a lot of they, – they, it's a lot of parity there outside of uh, the Lakers – I mean, not the Lakers, the Las Vegas uh, Aces, um, you know, on the the, the West Coast. So I, I I think we're gonna see a good playoff, um, but I I'm, I'm going to go with the Aces and the Liberty right now. My dark horses are the Mystics and the Sparks uh, for sure. So great stuff there, uh, uh, guys. All right, let's uh, let's change uh, let's change courses here. We'll stay on the NBA talk, but we're going to switch it over to the to the men's talk here, uh, Princess. And um, we have some uh, free agents here, and I want to talk about. A couple of free agents here. I want to talk about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving right now, um, he's out there. Um, it's been a while. A lot of people are speculating that he's going to, you know, it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to sign with the Mavericks. Do you see that happening, uh, Princess, or do you see another team that he could possibly sign with? What say you? You know, I when I didn't think that he really did anything for the Mavericks. You know, um, but then I don't know where Kyrie is a good fit. I've been thinking about this and thinking about this. Right. <laughs> where is he a good fit that he won't eventually tear up the locker room? And that really is where he is. That's why he's no longer at Brooklyn. That's not why he's no longer at Boston. And he just didn't want to be, you know, Robin to, to LeBron's Batman at Cleveland. So mm-hmm. here he is with the Mavericks, and that looked like a really good um uh, trade, but I thought the Mavericks gave up more than they wanted to give up, um, for sure. But just look at this. He's he's going to make, um, you know, what, 40-some million in 2324? Yeah. Um, 40-some million. Does, do the Mavericks want to pick that up And right. on someone that really has played more basketball than he's going to play? And And that really is the key issue here is you know, are there no more better options out there? Do they go after Kyrie? And what does that say for the tandem? Um, I, I don't know. I would say if if I were GM, I'd stay away from him like the NFL stayed away from Tim Tebow for the exact opposite reasons. But, you know, I, I, I'm i just not a fan. I think he's just like James Harden, um, just a disruptor. Wherever they go, eventually, quiet with it, oh, wow. but a disruptor. Wow, yeah, that's a, that's a great point there, uh, Jay. What, what say you about Kyrie? Yeah, man, it's it's tricky because like I I feel like he might end up back in Dallas, but 
that's mm-hmm. because I don't think there's really going to be that many people beating down the door to have Kyrie Irving on their team. Right. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So I, that's the, it might, he might end up back there by default. Like, even though I don't think stylistically it's a great fit for that team, like that might be his best option. Also, Mike, like we talked about last night a little bit that maybe Philadelphia, maybe him and, yeah. and Joel Embiid, especially if James Harden goes somewhere else, but right. kind of to Princess's point, like with Kyrie, he's just a guy that never seems content. Like he never seems happy. He's been in right. some good situations and kind of always finds a reason not to be happy. So I don't know that there's really any pleasing someone like Kyrie. Wow. Like wherever he ends up, it seems like there's always a reason to want to move on. So for me, I think it's going to be Dallas just because I don't think the market is out there for Kyrie, maybe in the way that he expects it to be. All right. Just to say on this a little bit, and then we're going to go at the risk of beating a dead drum here, Princess, you know, Kyrie's hearing all of this. I mean, you know, he's he's listening to sports talk with K. Walker and he's Scott. He's listening to you know the sideline speech. He's listening to you know uh, you know you know uh, you know you know she knows sports with Princess and, uh, and 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 Brittany. But everyone's pretty much saying the same. It's 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 more so Kyrie. What do you think, uh, Princess? Is Kyrie thinking right now? He's sitting down in whatever his thinking chair is or his prayer closet is, whatever the case may be. Um, what do you think he's saying and what do you think he he wants to go? I know you can't be Kyrie, but but what do you think that Kyrie wants to be in and what do you um, feel like he thinks he needs, what type of situation he he needs to be in or wants to be in? <clears throat> Kevin, I, I think when you have that type of money, you get careless about what people are saying, Thank and you. he That's just kind of <laughs> he he just talks us all up to haters, you know. Um, but when the the situation gets to be where okay, it's you and everybody else, and it seems like your journey is still the same at every team, you have to have some reflection. But I don't know mm-hmm. if any of that matters when you're making. Thirty-six million a year, forty-six million in a year coming up. Um, you kind of let them say what they say, and then, you know, I'm, I'm sure he has an agent out there or someone that is saying, "Well, here's some feelers, here's some possibilities." Um, but at this point, I still think he can kind of navigate and say, "Well, either I'm going to stay in Dallas or I'm going to go and team up with someone." Um, but who is that? You know, um, right. because the end result always seems to be the same. And that is, as Jason said, he finds a way to say, I'm not happy here. And this is why I'm not happy. And, and, and that's trouble. But 36, you know, 36 to 38 million a year makes you oblivious and kind of Teflon to all of that, all of that wording out there. That doesn't mean anything to him. Um, and it, it, even if he hears me now, you know, Kyrie, come play with the Lakers and try to be someone decent. I'm just playing around, you know, because you're going to disrupt that too. So I, yeah. the, the the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, for sure. And if he doesn't care about that money, you can default that to the WNBA. I'm going to go back to them. They, they can <laughs> use that go. a lot more. I can do. Yeah, you can. They they can use that a lot more than you. But Jay, what, what say you? I mean, is it? I, I don't. Again, I got. I want to beat a, a dead horse here, but. Kyrie, man, where do you think that he belongs 
Does he want to play basketball? I think we kind of touched on this a little bit. But just give me your thoughts. You're Kyrie, uh, uh, Jay. What's, what's, what say you? I, I do think, hey, well, he enjoys playing basketball because I, I think when he's out on the floor, I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal player when he's actually yeah. on the floor and playing. But I kind of think it's what Princess said at the very beginning. Like sometimes you just start making so much money that you really – don't have to care, you know. Right. Like, oh my God. Like, I mean, listen. If they were paying me forty million dollars to go teach elementary school every day, like you think I'd really care what the principal thought? You think I'd really <laughs> care what the parents said? I, you know, because you just feel like you got options. So yeah. I think I, I love the fact that these guys are making generational money. Yeah. But I think one of maybe the negative consequences is that they have so much money that they can yeah. just kind of be like, you know, I'm good. So yeah. I think that's probably more of it than anything. Yeah, for sure, man. Just give me $40 million, period. I don't need a year. Just give me $40 million, period, and I'll make sure that um, everyone that I need to be taken care of is taken care of. I agree you on that one. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you there. I mean, it's it's just – unbelievable how there's so much money out there and you you can make so much money out there and you're just shaking your nose at the God-given ability that you have and you're going to say, uh, $40 million, that's not enough. Wow. I wish I had that opportunity. I wish I had that, man. And then when you see People struggling, and I just if you if you don't want to you know go down the ladder you know to you know to you know to the to the uh, you know the bottom feeders if you will whatever you want to call it, look at the WNBA, use that money to help them out you know and then maybe it could trickle them down to the bottom feeders. I mean, we're not when I, uh, I I can go on and on about that, but it's just ridiculous how much money this uh, this league is uh, is making and. They can just uh, just turn their nose up, uh, you know, on it, you know, when it's not enough. Like forty million, that could change so many lives, and, and, and you wonder why our country is where it's at. But you know, that's a con- uh, conversation for a different day. So, what we do here is we're, we're going to uh, grab our next break. When we come back, I want to talk about Draymond Green um, and see what uh, their um, what, what what Princess and, and Jason thinks about where he'll be at. Also, I, I want to talk about Chris Paul him being treated to the Warriors, um, does that make them better, worse, or are they the same? And does that impact where Draymond's going to agree, uh, Green is going to, uh, to go or stay? Uh, so we're definitely diving into that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, you are tuned to Sports Talk with Kate Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive-thru office. 
give them a call. 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. many other coaches would would allow Draymond to continue to be Draymond the way he is. 
So maybe mm-hmm. he that's a negotiating tool, like you, you said several times in the thread. Um, I, you know, he said over and over he wants to play with LeBron, but, you know, I want to play with LeBron too. But if that's not bringing me a whole lot of money, right. you know. Right. Um, so, so here we are back at square one. I think now that it, it is Draymond Green watch, we want to see what really happens. And I, I think he continues to negotiate for himself without, you know, and to put it out there. I like what he said, and it was bold. And I don't know how true it is, but without me, they don't win, you know, any championships. Yeah. Um, and maybe that he feels that that's not offensive to his teammates, or he doesn't really care about that anyway. Um, right. I'd like to see him with the Lakers, but I think he comes back to the Warriors. But I don't know how many coaches would let Draymond continue with all of his antics and still be an integral part of a team. Yeah, I mean, that's some great points there, uh, Princess. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, you, you, you make a great point there, especially with the antics aspect of it. You know, you got to wonder how many other teams are going to deal with that. But, uh, Jay, what, what say you about that same question? No, like at the end of the day, I think, Princess is probably right. He's probably going to end up back in Golden State. But just for a little fun, like, I'm kind of hoping he leaves, <laughs> to be honest with you. And, wow. and you know, you're right. Like, Steve Kerr has allowed Draymond to be Draymond. I do think there's one other coach out there that might tolerate him, and that's Mike Brown. Because oh, wow. of the prior relationship, yeah. Mike Brown being in Golden State for all those years, Sacramento has the cap space to sign Draymond. Like, I don't know if he'll go, but I think they're going to make a heavy push to try to get him there. So that's one of the teams. And then, like, Detroit, for some reason, like, people keep bringing up Detroit when they talk about Draymond. I know Draymond, he's from Saginaw, Michigan. So, like, maybe a bit of a homecoming as he gets to the end of his career. Uh, so I don't know. I'm rooting for a shakeup, K Walk. I really am. But okay. if some, if I had to put some money on it, I think he probably ends up in Golden State. I think he ends up staying. Yeah, I mean, great point there. I mean, uh, Jay, I, you know, Saginaw, Michigan, rings a bell. Uh, I think it was Mark Macon. He went to Temple University. He's from Saginaw. <laughs> Long, different story, just different, whichever. But maybe, maybe, you know, maybe he wants to end his career in the uh, the state that, you know, he grew up in. And, he, and he, you know, he's familiar with, for the most part, I guess, when growing up. Um. I, again, as I said, I think he stays in. Um, I think he stays in Golden State. I think he's very familiar with that. I think he knows the value of that. I think the Golden State. More importantly, I think Golden State knows the value of uh, Draymond Green. Now, ask yourself this question: If you're Golden State, uh, can can we get another championship out of him in the next two or three years, Princess? With that being said. Can you get another champion if he re-signs with uh, uh, with uh, with Golden State? Can you? Will there be another goal? I mean, I know there's other pieces going to be involved in it, but do you think that he'll be the vital point of uh, being a uh, you know being the uh, the vital point of uh, the, the Golden State Warriors winning another championship in the next two or three years? You know, I, I think that train is is his his is, uh, has run its course. It's it's left the station. Okay. You know what? But what? But I, I agree with Jason. I'm rooting for a shakeup. But okay. to say that the nucleus, Steph Curry, 
Um, I think Clay Thompson is not the same Clay Thompson. Um, and then Draymond right. Green, you know, and then then who are the other two pieces? Um, part of the settled Rankin, locker room maturity yeah. was, was Iguodala. He's gone, you know. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. And I don't know, is, is Wiggins coming back? Um, and then we, we, we then here comes Chris Paul. But to me, the non-factor is Chris Paul because you have not shown me that you can be on the bench ready to play for some really key moments. Um, so, it, okay, Chris Paul. So I yeah. have to train as much as on championships okay. within the next three years. My thoughts. All right. No, no, great point. Great point there. Um, Jay, you got Chris Paul, who's the the uh, the VP of basketball uh, play, uh, NBA uh Players uh, operation there, players association there. Draymond Green's voice there. Is there going to be an alpha dog fight? Is there going to be one cage, one bowl, who eats that type deal? If, if Draymond Green comes back, what, what say you about that? Well, I, it's funny, man. You bring that up. I, I watched the interview the other day. It's an older interview, but it's Draymond talking about Chris Paul, and he was like, "I don't really like Chris Paul." He said, "I okay. respect his okay. game. He's a heck of a player, but just from a personality standpoint, he said I don't really like this guy." Now, I'm sure they could put all that behind him, uh, right. but I agree with Princess, man. I think that window is closed. Whether Draymond okay. comes back or not, I don't think Golden State's going to win another championship. Denver's not yeah. going anywhere. Phoenix is going to try to make a run at it. Sacramento's up and coming. Like the West to me is just too deep. So whether Draymond's there or not, I don't think they're winning the championship. And to me, honestly, what sealed the deal for that window being closed is getting Chris Paul because he's also K Walk, the VP of not winning championships. I don't, I don't think that's going to change. I don't think that's going to change, man. Wow. So he sealed yeah. the deal for them. They're not winning another one. All right. That, that, I guess uh, anything you want to add to that, Princess, before we move on? No. I think Jason okay. hit that really yeah. well. Drop, yeah, I'm gonna drop the mic on that one too, Princess. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff there, Jay. All right, uh, all right. Let's talk about Dame Lillard, uh, Princess. And Dame Lillard uh, is, um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, you know, we don't know where, where he's going to be. Um, is he? Uh, is he? Um, is he loyal um, to a default, uh, Princess? Do you see him going elsewhere? Do you see him being um, a Portland Trailblazer for life? You know they drafted uh, Scoot Henderson, all that good stuff. What say you about uh, Dane Lillard? I, I think he's a Trailblazer for life. Uh, you know, I, okay. I think he's just flailing around for a little bit, trying to get the attention of the front office and trying to get them to get more around him. I don't think Lillard is going anywhere. Um, and yeah. I think he wanted to make a little noise to – maybe get them to be just a little unsettled in their GMC. Um, but if he was going to leave, he would have left a long time ago. Yeah. I think he's, he's dedicated to and loyal to and loves that Portland area. And he's settled in with family and everything. So, you know, does he want to win? Yes. But is he willing to do what it takes to win? And that is move to another city because I don't see, yeah. you know, Portland doing anything even with Scoot there. Um, that's another thing. And and what does that mean? Does yeah. that mean Miami? You know, does that mean going to the east instead of the west? You know, people get settled. And if there's any 
anyone that player in the NBA to settle in a city, it's Damian, Damian Lillard for sure. Yeah. I'm going to stay with, uh, with you on this next question, uh, Princess. And, you know, since nothing has happened, the draft has passed, uh, has passed and Dame Lillard said that he doesn't want to be involved in a youth movement. They, they drafted, you know, youth, um, mm-hmm. so, and nothing has been done. Uh, it's been over a week now. So do you think that he's listening to the brass? Do you think he's going to give it a chance for at least one more year? What, what, what say you about that? I hope that he's doing what all of us would do, and that is keep a lot of this out of the media. You know, I think he said just okay. enough um, in within the media, but I hope that he's staying out of us. And the fact that they have not made any moves yet um, or that he hasn't said anything beyond what he said, maybe they're doing some negotiations behind the scenes to maybe bring in a key player. I don't know what kind of cap space they have, but I don't think Portland, you know, that they want to depart from Lillard, and I don't think he wants to depart for them. The rest of that they're going to have to figure out. And because they're quiet to me and it's been a week, I think that's a good sign that they're probably making some negotiations, whatever that is. Yeah, uh, for sure. I definitely agree with you there. And, and Jay, what, what, what say you about that same question? And I'll, I'll tackle on another uh, question as well. What say you? No, you know what? I, I think Prince has brought up a point that not a lot of people think about because, you know, we we watch these games, we watch these athletes, and as fans, we, we just kind of think of them as basketball players or football players, whatever. But, right. I mean, the fact that they have families, their kids are in school. Like, when you're ingrained in a community kind of the way that Dame is in Portland, like, it might not be as easy as it sounds to just get up and go because there's just so many other factors outside of basketball. And I think for some players it's harder, you know, than others. And I think Dame is one of those guys where he's just so ingrained in that city that it's going right. to be harder for him to make a move. So I, but I agree. I think the fact that things have calmed down and quieted down, it feels yeah. like maybe Portland is trying to get this thing figured out to a point where Dame feels comfortable going forward. So a week ago, K-Walk, I would have told you I think he's going to Miami. Yeah. Now I think he's going to end up staying. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Jen. I'm going to stay with you on this question, and I'll come to you on, on this one, Princess, as well. And, you know, let's say, uh, Jay, you know, they everything is good. Everything's hunky-dory. You know, he loves Scoop. He loves where everything's Portland's going to do. Uh, <laughs> what chances are you giving Jay to Portland to, to be a contender? <laughs> Zero. Zero exactly. <laughs> They're not winning the title. I mean, they might be fun. They might be a good team to watch. But they're the, the, the chance of winning is zero, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I try my best to, to ask that question without uh, laughing, but <laughs> what say you? <laughs> Zero. You know, okay. um, there and there's so much strength on in the West. Let, let's say mm-hmm. they have a good season, they end up at five or six. They're still not coming out of there, and they're not going to be in the finals. I don't think. Not with just right. what they're doing, and that's a youth movement. Um, yeah. And so, really, I think he's just trying to find peace of mind, something to convince yeah. him. You know, I'm going to play out my my year here, or my my season, or my my journey here. Um, because if he wants to win, he's going to have to go collaborate with someone else, yeah. or move over to the east. And I don't see that happening. So they've gotten quiet. I think that's an indication 
that they're they're working on something there. All right. So uh, let me ask you this, Prince. I'll stay with you, and I'll come to you on this, Jay. Um, there, there's been great players um, in the, that have been in the Hall of Fame that have not won uh, championships. Uh, Charles Barkley, uh, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, John Stockton, to, to mention a few. Um, do you think, um, uh, Princess, that Dame is, you know, content with, you know, you know, ending his career, uh, you know, in, in that fashion? Yes, or he would have okay. moved before now. Yeah, I agree. It's not I agree. like the trailblazers have been blazing any trails, and and I mean that with everything I have. And he has been the option um, for so long with not many other options, and here we are again with the youth movement. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he's content with where he is. Um, and, and I think millions will do that to you. You you get twenty four, thirty six, forty six million coming in a year, um, and your family's okay, and your kids are healthy and everything. The rest of that is just icing if you get it. But I, I don't I don't even think he he considers that or is worried about that. Okay, good stuff. Jay, what say you? You know what, Kay Walk, I think it's a fun thing for, like, people in the media to talk about, like, who yeah. won a championship, who didn't. I don't yeah. think the players necessarily look at it the same way because they know how hard it is. Like, they know how hard it is to win a championship. They know how hard it is just to make it to the NBA. Like, and when you yeah. look at somebody like Dame and kind of where he comes from, like, he's what he's a great player in the NBA. Like, you have to think when he's sitting down in a quiet moment, he's like, I won. You know, I won. Yeah, okay. I'm rich. I'm in the NBA. So I agree huh. with Princess. I think the championship would be icing on the cake, and I'm sure he wants one, but I don't think it's keeping him up at night. I really don't. Okay, with that now, being said, can, can we fault LeBron for what he's done? Jay? I, I don't think you can fault anybody for, like, trying to go the route because the thing is with LeBron, right? He's in the GOAT uh-huh. conversation. So if he doesn't have titles, you know, it just it's a whole it's it's kind of like a different category. Like Dame, no one when we start talking about the GOATs, Dame's name isn't coming up. But because LeBron was feeling so much pressure because he's a different kind of player, his resume okay. would look really bad without a championship on it, whereas some of these other players, it's just not look the same. Okay. All right. Good stuff there, Jay. All right. We got a caller here, man, ending in uh, 6921. I don't have them on my list, so let's see who this is. I'm going to open up their mic. Uh, caller ending in 6921. Um, state your name, and uh, what would you like to, uh, to talk about? How you do, sir? This is Lou from New Jersey. Okay, Lou, how you doing, buddy? What's, what's going right. on tonight? Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you joining the conversation. Yeah. It's been a while. So you were just mentioning about yes. LeBron, right? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, the way I look at it, I mean, I mean, he's done so well, of course, and everything, but um, the way I look I think he's only got like a few years left, say about maybe two or three years tops before they uh, okay. close their career. And, uh, you know, but I think what he wanted to do was have his son, you know, enjoy him for the first uh, years of his career and the last years of LeBron's career. Uh, that's that's the rumor I've been, I've been hearing. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think he's that much left in him. You know, he's he's done almost everything. 
Okay. That's all you have to say? That's, that's what you have? Well, for the, for the most part, you know, because, um, you know, he has he has done, well, I mean, he has he has the all-time scoring record and everything, and, you know, he has, what, five or four championships. But I would hate to say that comparing him to Jordan, uh, no, nah, not quite. I mean, some people say, you know, it depends on the generational thing, too. You know, my generation, I think it's Jordan. Uh, this younger generation here thing is LeBron or whatnot. So it's really kind of hard to think who is the best, you know, um, when you really think about it. Okay, good, good stuff, Luke. I appreciate you calling in, man. I appreciate that. You know, I, I just think that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think that at this point we we have a conversation about LeBron. If you're if you're a LeBron fan, if you're an MJ fan, or whomever you uh, you know feel as to go, I don't think you're going to change anyone's mind at this point. I think just think if you're a LeBron fan and you think he's the goat, he's the goat. If you're an MJ fan like myself, I don't think you're going to do. I don't think there's anything that LeBron could do that's going to change my mind to say that he's the GOAT, and obviously there's nothing that MJ can do, you know, with, with, with that being said. All right, good stuff there. All right. Um, hey, you know, Kevin. Uh, per- go ahead. Go ahead, Princess. Yeah, I was going to say, because I think more of the original question was, you know, Damian Lillard versus, you know, staying in Portland for 11 years versus LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, going from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland, then to L.A. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and I and I agree with Jason. If he's going to be in that that goat conversation, there has to be some championships. And and yeah. you're right. The debate with um, debate with you know who is MJ or LeBron. I'm over that. You know where yeah, I, I lean yeah. on that. Exactly. But I can say this is that and I agree with several that have said this and that LeBron was given the keys to the NBA at 18, and he didn't mess it up. You know, he didn't get into any. You know, he didn't he didn't get into any scandals. He stayed kind of true. Now, you can debate whether he should have gone and collaborated and moved from Cleveland and didn't go to Miami. I really thought he would settle in, in Miami, and that upset me that he left. But I eventually yeah. got over it, you know. And um, and then, then there's some out there who say that, you know, winning the championship during the pandemic, that wasn't a, a real one. And we could debate that. But, yeah, right. the camps, are, I think, are settled on who who is who and most lead yeah. MJ's way. I just personally have a problem with MJ and a whole lot of other things. Plus he just wasn't the best teammate ever. And and that we could we could talk about. But you know, I think that that goat thing has been settled a long time ago. You're not convincing anybody. But Damian Lillard's been in Portland for eleven years. He isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, if, I don't, I, you know, again, I don't know what the criteria is, uh, Princess. Great point there. Great points, excuse me. Um, I don't know what the criteria is for, for him for to be labeled a GOAT. You know, I, and to me, it, it's, if you ask me, it's, you know, who won um, the most, who won in crucial situations, who was the, the who, who came up big in the, in the most crucial situations, who didn't um, defer to their teammates, 
Um, you know, who who didn't go to a game seven? Ladies and gentlemen, obviously you know who I'm you know root for or who I say I, I think the GOAT is. That's my criteria. I don't know who sets the criteria. Who's that God? And unless God comes down and God comes down from the heavenly gates and say, This is the criteria that you have to meet and you know, if LeBron meets that, you're the GOAT. <laughs> MJ meets that as the GOAT. Kobe, if you meet that as the GOAT, so forth and so on. You know, we don't know. If you're a LeBron fan, LeBron's the GOAT. If you're an MJ fan, MJ's the GOAT. There's nothing you can say or anything or never, nothing MJ can you can say about MJ, nothing you can say about LeBron is going to change your mind. This is my opinion. But, Jay, what say you real quick? No, I, I, I agree, man. I, I mean, it's something, you know, we could go round and round about, right. you know, for hours upon hours. I think, though, just to get into that conversation, you have to be, like, the greatest of the great, you know, like all these guys in the NBA are great basketball players, mm-hmm. but when you can kind of separate yourself from the pack, Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, those kind of mm-hmm. guys, that puts you in that good conversation. But yeah. I do think, man, it's generational because I guarantee you yes. like, there's a 75 or 80 year old <laughs> guy sitting somewhere right now that swears that like, uh Bill Russell is the goat, like, and you can't tell them otherwise. So, yeah. and I was watching the draft the other night, and they asked like three guys who was their goat, LeBron or Jordan, and all three of them pick LeBron because they're 18 yeah. years old, and that's all yeah. they know. So, I do think, like, as much as I love Jordan and he's my goat, I think 20 years from now, like LeBron is probably going to be that guy just because that's what the kids know right now. And then 20 years after that, it'll be somebody else. So there's definitely a generational part to it. But for me, because I grew up on Mike, he's my guy. Yeah. My God. Yeah. My God. You know, I I grew up on on Mike too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. I grew up on Mike too. And, um, and, and and I loved his game, and, and, and at that time, I thought he was a GOAT. And, and, you know, I really don't like that debate. Where I really just find um, some confusion is how many people are willing to root against LeBron every time he fails or every time there is just, oh, he didn't win this game or he didn't take that last shot. How amazing the vitriol that comes out when the young man has, when you look at it, I want to be successful just like LeBron. Just give me half of what he has, you know. But when you start talking about this goat thing, then everybody says, "See, Michael would have took taken that shot. Michael would have done. MJ would have, you know." I think that's crazy that we've gotten that far yeah. with that. That's yeah, and we really yeah. have gone too far with it. Yeah, and Princess, I'll tell you what, because, you know, listening to you over the years talk about LeBron, you really have kind of brought me back to the center because I think I was one of those guys, because I didn't want Mike's goat ship to be threatened, I I would nitpick LeBron's game. But we really just kind of sit back and, and think about everything that this guy has done. It is phenomenal. Like, to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated when you're in high school and come into the NBA with all those expectations and then not just meet them, to kind of blow them out of the water with what he's done, I mean, there's no other story like that. I mean, let's just be honest. So you have brought me back to center on LeBron because I was nitpicking his game big time because he was a threat to Mike. 
but you're right, exactly. Princess. What what he's done is just absolutely phenomenal. He's navigated life in the middle of success. And we know life, don't we? We know we're going to find some hurt, some disappointments, some failures, some successes. And if not with us, our immediate family, he's navigated all of that. And and, and so has Michael, Michael Jordan. MJ navigated losing his father and still coming back and being, um, you know, the GOAT. So I, I think we nitpick each other's, you know, person. But in, in in all honesty, I want to be like Mike. I want to be like LeBron. I don't know how you choose. Yeah. All right. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I, you know, with, with everything that I agree with, everything that Jason, uh, Princess and Jason had said, and ladies and gentlemen, I, you have to know this. The reason why that I'm a Miami Heat fan is because of, I'm going to give you two names. LeBron James and uh, LeBron James, LeBron James. I when that collaboration, I, no, I'm serious because uh, Jay, Jay, you know, you and I grew up in high school. When we were in high school, I was a Bulls fan. When when uh, you know they broke up in '98, um, I think uh, Pip went to Houston. I followed Pip everywhere he went. I did everything that I followed Pip. I just was a Bulls fan. I just loved it. I loved those players. I love Pitt. I love MJ. I was a Wizard fan at one point. I bought the NBA package one time to watch the Washington Wizards, and my wife can attest to this, to, to watch Michael Jordan play. <laughs> I, I'm, it's no joke. I'm not lying, ladies and gentlemen. God and my wife is my, are my witnesses. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, and I stopped watching basketball because there was no Michael Jordan. There was no Scottie Pippen there. LeBron was that guy that I wanted to watch. He was that new guy. And then I didn't like him when he was in uh, Cleveland, but when he collaborated with D. Wade and, and Chris Bosh, I became a Miami Heat fan. And that's why I don't like LeBron to this day because he left. He left my Heat. I'm, I'm like a like he broke up with me. You know he. You know you know I'm like a a scorn guy that his his girl uh, that. You know, my girls, you know, you know, broke up with me, and I still can't get over it. So with that being said, I'm still a Miami Heat fan, and I, re- I root for them to this day because of LeBron. But, yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, LeBron is that guy. I mean, I I, um, I still am an MJ guy, though, with all that being said. I'm still an MJ guy. I just don't think that, mm-hmm. um, that anything you could tell me about LeBron or anything LeBron can do is going to deter me from my, you know, you know my decision on who the GOAT is. Right, great conversation, yeah. unless. All right, uh, let's switch gears. We're going to go our next break here, and uh, I want to switch gears a little bit here, Princess. I want to stay with you, and I want to mm-hmm. talk to NFL. Um, we got we had uh, Melvin Gordon has come out, and Jason and I uh, and we had this conversation yesterday on our sideline speaks. But uh, uh, Princess Melvin Gordon says that the running back uh, position is the worst position to play in the NFL. Um, do you agree, disagree, and uh, what say you about that? In a lot of ways, I completely agree. I think if you're going to pay play um, the running back position in the NFL, you better get you some immediate gratification in that first three years. Because by the yeah. second contract, um, then four, year four and five, are, are when you decline, and it's just happened over and over and over. There haven't been a whole lot of consistent ones, and I don't know how long Barry Sanders was in the NFL, you know, but I've mm-hmm. seen a lot just kind of come and go. You know, 
and I could name some, but just just take the latest one, and that was Ezekiel Elliott. That first three years, he was just burning up the barn. But once he got the contract, you know, injuries set in, you know, whatever. And I think that's how GMs and the rest of the front office see it. Um, If you see a running back, um, a la B. John Robinson drafted in the first round, that's a hot commodity, and that's a rarity. Um, in, in where we are in 2023 and probably the past 10 years. Um, and it is a beat-up position if you are going to demand the ball and then you are going to get hit. And those hits, I think, build up. I, I agree with what he says. Um, it is yeah. a, it is definitely a not-for-long position. And one of those that, that – and, and look at how the defensive line and offensive line – Positions yes. have now become the, the hot commodity, and the skill position of a running back has now taken a back seat to that. I agree with him wholeheartedly. I love that, Princess. Love that. Great stuff. Uh, Jay, what, what say you about Melvin Gordon? I know you touched on it before our listeners here on Sports Talk with Kay Walker and Scott. What say you? No, I, I completely agree uh, that they've devalued the position, uh, and you take a beating. And it's a short career, so you're losing from every angle. You know, by the time you play out your first contract, they're going to put you on a tag for a couple of years and not give you your money. And then when you're up for your second one, they're going to tell you you're too old and you're not going to get paid. (laughs) Unless you're like one of the elite, elite guys. So I I think it's a lose-lose for running backs in today's NFL. I was just looking at like the average salary by position, K-Walk, for 2023 in the NFL. Running Um, back comes in right behind a punter, K-Walk. Every other position is paid higher on average than running backs except a punter. Even place kickers are making more money than the running back. That's crazy, man. So I I agree with him wholeheartedly. It it is not a good position right now. Yeah, man. I mean, great stuff. Princess, you want to add anything to that? No. I just was saying, wow, I didn't even know that. That's great information there, Jason. Yeah, I didn't know that either, Francisco. That is great information, Jason. Um, but you know what? Yeah, you were a running back, and you you grew up right now, and uh, you grew up as a running back. I remember playing with you, and I forgot how to play receiver because of you, man. Because of the fact of the matter, I just <laughs> thought I was a I just thought I was a flex tight end. I just thought I was a flex lineman. I had to block for you. No, but but no, but no, 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 ladies. I'm, I'm being I'm, I'm I'm being funny, but I'm being serious. This guy was unbelievable. Jason was an unbelievable running back. I, I you know I love playing with this guy. But Jason, I want to um, ask you about another running back here, Saquon Barkley. I'll start with you. I'm sorry, Princess. I'll start with you on this one, Jay. Saquon Barkley, the reason why I start with you on it is because yeah, he's a Penn State guy, is that um, how confident are you that he'll play this season under the, the franchise tag? Do you think that, you know, um, let's just throw what Melvin Gordon had to say into the mix as well. Do you think he's listening to that, me and Saquon Barkley? What say you about the that, that whole situation? I mean, you know, it's it's tricky because he might be listening, yeah. and I'm sure he wants a long, long-term deal. <laughs> Obviously, the Giants aren't, like, super enthusiastic about giving right. this guy a long-term <laughs> deal. But the thing about it is, man, like, football players play football. Like, you can say you're going to sit out and you can hold out of mini camps and all that kind of stuff, but 
when the season rolls around, like it's just what you do. You play football. So I I don't if if they don't come to a deal, he's gonna play. Like we've heard guys before say, Oh, I'm not gonna play, I'm gonna sit out, blah blah I think it's like to me, Le'Veon Bell is really the only guy that comes to mind that sat out a year and I and he never got really got that money yeah. back. So yeah. I don't suggest sitting out a year. You you're a year older. Football players play football. I, he's going to play either way. I hope they can come to something K Walt, but I'm not super confident that it's going to happen. Wow, Jay, I forgot about Le'Veon Bell. And you know what? I feel like this league, we talked about, you know, we're talking about Melvin Gordon and how, you know, the, the running back position is being coming obsolete. Le'Veon, uh, Le'Veon Bell is one of those running backs that he was like, you know, that, you know, two-dimensional type of uh, player, you know, out of the backfield, running back, I mean, receiver out of the backfield. He kind of started it. Well, not kind of started it, but he was – you know, I forgot about him. But, yeah, great point there, Jay. But, Princess, what say you about, uh, say, Quan Barkley? Do you see him playing this year, and, and how do you see that contract working out? Do I see him playing this year with the the Giants, or do I see him playing in the NFL? Either or, you make you make your call. Your call, Prince's call. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think he comes back to the Giants. I, I think wow. they have such issues, um, but I, I think Saquon is one of them. And I, although I thought he had probably the best of of all seasons this year, um, as mm-hmm. far as durability is concerned, um, but I, I don't see them. I think they're they're turning the corner, and I think they have to turn the corner at running back and at wide receiver. And, and I think they're doing some of that. But does he pick, go somewhere else? Um, I don't see the value in Saquon Barkley uh, at all. Um, and if you if someone picks him up, then is he the veteran in the locker room? No, he's still kind of new. But I think he's injury prone. And I remember remember Jason saying that two years ago, and I'm thinking, man, not Saquon Barkley. I, I loved his game. But I don't mm-hmm. think the Giants pick up any options with him, and I think he's out there and maybe on a roster by the time fall fall um, uh, fall practice starts. But with who? I I can't tell you. Yeah, you, you got to wonder that, and and then we, we everything we've been talking about as far as you know the um, uh, as far as the shelf life of a uh, of a uh, running back. You got to wonder if you if you hold out. You know how much is that going to cost you? You know, not from um, you know a financial standpoint, but from a physical standpoint. You know, can, can you change your game? Can you change to a receiver? Can you can you change it? You know, can you change your game? Uh, Princess and Jason, I just sent you uh, you know a, um, uh, for our next uh, check your emails uh, real quick. I just sent you something here. I want you guys to 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 look at that. Because of the fact of the matter is, my next question is going to be about um, it's going to be about uh, my one ticket segment. All right, so we're going to pause here real quick, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, when we come back, I'm going to we're going to dive into our one ticket segment and uh, give uh, get get uh, uh, Princess and Jason's uh, thoughts and opinions on that. All right, again, you're tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
one shot, one opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture? Did you play the flip? Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. Welcome back, welcome back to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, e. Scott is out this evening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, due to a personal matter he has to attend to. But uh, I do have uh, Princess Cooper, our CEO of uh, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You can catch her tomorrow night, Thursday, 7 p.m., along with Brittany Jones right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. On the, uh, she knows sports. And uh, I have Jason Collins, our co-host, on Tuesdays, The Sideline Speaks. You can catch us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, look us up for sure. Again, The Sideline Speaks. Uh, so with that being said, um, let me just uh, just confirm, did you guys receive that uh, that uh the one ticket segment, guys. Yep, yep. I'm looking oh, at it right okay. now. I got it. <laughs> All right. So for our listeners, <laughs> so for our listeners, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, to to, uh, to give this out there, is that um, the one ticket segment is that we have this. We have one is uh, I'm gonna start with you, Princess. Uh, we got homeless in New York for two months in the winter to see your favorite team for Pete. It could be the Cowboys. It could be your Lakers. Uh, I'm not sure. It could be the Florida Gators, um, whatever your, your whatever team you want. Uh, then we got Bermuda. Uh, we got you, you going to uh, Bermuda vacation for three months, all expenses paid, but your least favorite team wins four in a row. This is for our listeners, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Num- number three, you got two weeks on a uh, Caribbean cruise, all alone, no pilot, no one, just it's on on autopilot to see uh, to see your your favorite team win three in a row. So to our listeners, if you're writing it down, I'll, I'll take take my time so you can write it down and see what you would choose. Number four, we got three weeks on a Caribbean cruise with your family, your friends, your favorite celebrities. But your least favorite team wins uh, five in a row. Nope. <laughs> five. I added this one because I presented this to Jason. <laughs> I presented this to Jason last day. Uh, but I added this one. I did not add this one for you, Jason. But uh, for our listeners, uh, you're in your favorite team stadium playing your arch rival. They win by 100 but they don't win for another two years. And you must stay for the entire game of that 100-point loss. Would you take that? So with that being said, Princess, one ticket. Which one are you, uh, which one are you taking? I am taking two weeks on a Caribbean cruise all alone to Woo! see my team, three peaks, all alone. I can do it. I'm tired of everybody anyway. You know, I'm, I work too hard. I cook too much. I clean too much. I'm gone. 
Wow, that is a different one. Okay, all right, princess. <laughs> that, that, I need that. a break anyway. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> hit, hit me up later and then see if I can do, I can do the help. <laughs> but, uh, Jay, what say you? I know I presented you with the first four, but I added that fifth one because of you. What say you, though? That it changes your mind. <laughs> yeah, man, listen. The, the one thing I've realized looking at these, K-Walk, is, like, I'm not willing to do, like, any personal suffering to see my team win. <laughs> As, as much as I love Penn State, like I'm not being homeless so they can win. I'm just not doing it. But who's gonna do my hair and my nails? Oh my god! But man, but the princess. See, I can't do the one alone because that just feels a little bit scary, scary to me. Like That's you're scary. out on the ocean. What if something goes wrong? And I, I'll be honest, I don't have any survival skills whatsoever, so I can't do the alone one. Okay, walk, man. I got to stick with the one that I chose okay. last night. I'm going to okay. take the Bermuda vacation. I'm going to go off for three months, great vacation with my family. Yeah, those Ohio State Buckeyes are going to win some championships, <laughs> but I can claim Big Ten bragging rights and say, hey, at least it was the Big Ten and not the SEC. Yeah. So I'm going to enjoy myself a vacation, man. All right, he stayed consistent, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, go ahead, Princess. All right, Kevin, so um, I'm going to keep it, but believe okay. me, I didn't know that I was out on this boat by myself, by myself. I just thought my family wasn't there. I no, thought no. surely I was going to have a staff. You're <laughs> all alone, Princess. All alone, Princess. <laughs> all alone. Wow. Okay, I'm going to stay with it, but um, okay. I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stay with it. But yeah, I thought I had some staff out there, you know, to, to, and uh, you know, fixing my food and all of that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. all alone. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with my, my, my take from last night, and I added one. I added the, uh, the, the favorite team stadium just to see if I can deter, if I can change Jason's mind because of what he, he picked last night. But I'm going to go with the homeless. I'm going to go homeless in New York for two months to see my uh, favorite team win at four feet. And that's the, that's the 49ers. 49ers went four in a row because I went homeless. Um, I'm going, I'm going with that. I'm, I'm definitely going to I would uh, make stick it today. I know. Jay was the same. was like, I ain't dealing with that. I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> But yeah, no, Prin- Princess Brittany uh, picked that last night as well. Like that they would just be homeless oh, for two months okay. in New York yeah, City. They, I was like, that's that New they're, they're underestimating what it's like to be homeless <laughs> in New York City <laughs> in the wintertime. Yeah, I know, right in the wintertime. Yeah, it's, it's different, but I'll do it. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> All right, great stuff there. Great stuff. All right, uh, this is our next our next segment. It's called Who Am I? Uh, Princess, I'm gonna start with you on this one. All right, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to I'm gonna give you the college that they played for, the team that they uh-huh. were drafted for, and who they ended their career with. Okay, and you Hi. tell me who the player is. Um, Princess, you better get this one. You better get this. No pressure, <laughs> but you better get this. All right, Jay, Jay, I'm, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you both a chance to uh, to to mention. I'm not gonna say if you're right or wrong until the, the second person answers. Uh, Answers. All right. So they played at Penn State. They uh-huh. were drafted. 
They were drafted by the Washington, then the Washington Redskins. And they last played for the uh, Detroit Lions. Who am I? Do you need me to repeat that? No, played at Penn State, drafted by the Washington Redskins, and ended their career with who? The Detroit Lions. Who am I? Oh, I have no clue. Mm. Oh, man. All right. Mm. So you can you can just you can just make a name a name any name. I yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to just give okay. you one and are you trying? Don't no Google no no Google allowed. Oh no 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna do like you do and log in too once you start hearing this. The father said stuff. Oh no no, I didn't Google. I just went on there. What you got? Yeah <laughs> yeah. <it's>, um <laughs> no. Um, played at Penn State, drafted by the Washington Redskins. <clears throat> wow, I don't know. That's I don't know. Name no, a player. Any player. Name a player. Just name a player. Any player. I don't want you to go out and say I don't know. I don't want. I don't like that. Same name player. Um. Um. Barry Sanders, Andre Collins. Okay. Jay, what say you? Princess, you pulled that out at the last second. That is Andre Collins. (laughs) It is Andre Collins. It is Andre Collins. It is Andre Collins. Get out of here. (laughs) It it really is. It really is. Wow. Yeah. I remember him Penn State and watching the Redskins. I didn't know what he did. Wow, at the at the bitter end. <laughs> yeah, it really is Andre Collins. I have I have ten, ladies and gentlemen. So some of them are easy. Some of them oh, I thought that was an easy one for you. Uh, I knew it was easy for Jay, but I thought it was easy for you. But Jason, second you one were here. so quiet. You were giving me. I was like, okay, why didn't Jason just come on say say somebody? <laughs> oh wow. No, nah, nah, because I was waiting for you to answer. I was waiting for you to yeah, I was waiting for you to answer so Jay could answer. <laughs> I knew Jay knew that. All right, second okay. one, Jay. I'll start. I'll start with you. And Princess, you may know this. You should know this. He played at Florida. He was drafted by Denver Broncos. And he last played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who am I? It's got to be Tim Tebow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, good stuff, good stuff. I think, like I said, I'll make a couple of them easy for you. A couple of them are a little mm-hmm. difficult. All right, Princess, this is for you. Played at North Carolina, uh-huh. drafted or drafted by the Philadelphia Stars, last played for the Washington Redskins, then the Washington Redskins. Ooh. Who am I? Let me repeat that. Say that one again. Yeah. yeah. Played played at uh University of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Drafted by the Philadelphia Stars and last played for the Washington Redskins. <clears throat> Who am I? Wow. Philadelphia Stars is in the USFL? That is correct. I'm gonna that's say Duck Riley, but I know that that I know that's not not him because he was at West Virginia. Cox, um, what's that running back's name? <clears throat> okay, you can pass. I don't know. 
Kevin. Say the same. The same name. The same name. I don't want you to say. I don't know. I don't like to throw a name out there because you threw a name out yeah, there I... earlier and you got it right. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name, and he's been on the on on with us several times. Um, I, I can't you know, remember right? his name. No, man, I don't know this one. Like, I was thinking oh, really? Reggie White early, but then oh, wow. I think, no, he played at Tennessee, so it's not yeah, Reggie. Um, oh, wow. I don't know. I, I, I know Lawrence wow. Taylor played at Carolina, but I don't think he was drafted. The USFL wasn't around then. I don't know this, man. I have no idea. Wow. It's Kelvin Bryant. Kelvin Bryant. Oh, okay. Okay. Kevin Bryant, you know that's that's oh, yeah, old, yeah. old buddy. Yeah. 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 Oh wow, yeah. we've had him on several times. Nope, you know uh-huh. what? He wouldn't come on. He didn't like to talk. Oh wow. Yeah, you. <laughs> okay. You know what, Kevin? I'm gonna have you on She Knows Sports, and I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna get you back. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll send this to you. I'll send this to you. <laughs> All right. Next one here. We got. Uh, I'll start with you, Princess. Um, Jay. Jay shouldn't notice it. Um, I don't know. This might be a difficult. One. I don't know. We may say. All right. We got. He played at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He was drafted by the New Orleans, uh, New England Patriots. Excuse me. And last played for the Cowboys. Who am I? Man, that's tough. Okay, well. Remember your feet. Played you at Ohio State. Yes. Drafted by the New England Patriots. Last played for the Cowboys. Who am I? Last paid for the Cowboys. I'm just going to throw a guess out there. Joey Galloway. I I don't know. This is a tough one. Yeah, I thought Galloway last played for the Buccaneers. Um, uh, Drafted by the Saints. No, drafted by the, the, the Patriots. Drafted by the Patriots. Last play for the Cowboys. <clears throat> oh no. Okay. Our, our no. To, all right. It's Terry Glenn. Receiver, wide receiver, Terry Glenn. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I thought this would be a lot easier. I don't know why. All right. This maybe this is easy. I don't know anymore. All right, uh, Jay, I'll start with you on this one. Played at you know, uh, USC, University of Southern California. Drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Last play for the San Francisco 49ers. There you go. There you go. As soon as you said that, I All right. Yeah. Okay, see, I thought that. Someone needs it easy. All right, Princess, this is you. Uh, played at the uh, Southeastern Oklahoma State. Oh, my Draft- goodness. Wait, wait, hold on. You, now, you, you, let me finish. You, you may get it. Drafted by the Pistons. Last place for the Mavericks. Princess, this is on you. Again, I played, uh, he played at uh, Southeastern Oklahoma State. Drafted by the Pistons, Detroit Pistons. And last place for, last played for the Dallas Mavericks. Who am I? <clears throat> Jason Kidd. Okay, good answer. Good answer. Uh, well, Jay, what say you? It's got to be Dennis Rodman, I think. 
All right. Go bing, 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 bing. Uh, Dennis Rodman is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Southeastern uh, uh, Oklahoma State. Lord right? I know. I know, right? <laughs> uh, since you wanted, Jay, I'll stay with you on this one. All right. Uh, played at Texas Tech, drafted by the Houston, uh, Houston Comets, last played for Tulsa Shock. Who am I? Oh, that's my girl, Cheryl Swoops. Princess, played at Texas oh. Tech, drafted. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. Come, play for Houston. Uh-huh. Play for the Houston oh, Commons last week. Okay. I, that's what All I right. would say, too. All right. I, 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 I got to give you a chance to win that. So you both are correct. Excellent. All right. Last one is, uh, no, not last one, but played at uh, North Carolina. Drafted uh-huh. by the Phoenix Mercury, last play for the Tulsa Shock. I don't know if you guys are going to get this. So I'll repeat it. Played I at think the, I know uh, this uni- one, K-Wall. Okay. Played at the University of North Carolina, drafted by the mm-hmm. Phoenix Mercury, last play for the uh, Tulsa Shock. Uh, Princess, I'll start with you on this one. No, I want to say Tamika Ketchins, and that's way off because she's Tennessee. Mm-mm. Okay. So Tamika Cassius is your answer? Yeah. I'm just gonna okay. go with that. All right. Jason um, would say Jay, Jay I'm say. not confident now. Marion Jones came to mind like, when you said North Carolina, so that, I'm going Dang. Marion Jones. And you're absolutely correct there, brother. Marion Jones. Good stuff. Good Marion stuff. Jones played, right. played basketball? Yeah. She did. She, she was yeah, she was drafted Get by the Phoenix Mercury. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of her nonsense off the court, but, yeah, she did. <laughs> All right, uh, number 10, and then I have a bonus one. All right, I was hoping Britt would be on because she said she was going to be on, but I'll give this – I'll start with you on this one, uh, uh, Princess. Played at uh, UNLV, University of Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. And last played with the Baltimore Ravens. Who am I? Wow. Do you want me to repeat that? Yeah, UNLV. Yes, drafted played, by uh, the Eagles. Mhm. And last played with the Baltimore Ravens. Who am I? I don't know where Ray Lewis played. Um. <laughs> My chest does. <laughs> 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 Um, and that's not Shannon Sharp, because he was, I think, Broncos, then Ravens, UNLV. Yeah. I didn't know they had a Univ- football team. I know, right? <laughs> University of uh, Nevada, yeah. Las Vegas. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I don't know, Kevin. I'm stumped. Okay. Uh, Jay, what say you? I think, K-Walk, there's only one guy I know that plays football at UNLV. If if I'm even right about this, and I I think Randall Cunningham played there. I know he was an Eagle. I don't know if he ended up being a Raven or not. I'll just go with Randall. Yeah, you got it. You got you got UNLV. Randall Cunningham played for UNLV. Wow! Wow! He did with the Jerry girl. Yeah, with the Jerry girl. Good stuff there, Jay. All right, last one. This is a bonus question. If you two don't get this one right, you guys are so done. All right, play that West Virginia. 
He first played <laughs> with the Philadelphia Stars and last played for the Baltimore oh, yeah. Stars. Who the legend. Princess. Duck Riley. <laughs> Jason, yeah. what say you? Yeah, yeah. No no other than Coach Riley on that one. All right. Yeah. David the Duck Riley. Good stuff, there. Good stuff. All right. We got about, <laughs> what, 13 minutes here? All right. So let's do our uh, – let, let, let's do our uh, – um, you, you guys have your um, – uh, your bracket up right now? Oh, yeah. Let me see where it's my bracket. Right. Red said, well, what quick. are you doing? I said, I'm preparing to go on Kevin's show. He's like, you All have right. homework that you're printing out? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what you guys have because I I have mine. I want to see if it matches up with mine. So you'll get um, you'll get a point um per per pick that I that I pick and then you know mm-hmm. so forth and so on. So you get a one point for first round, two points for second round, three points, so forth and so on. So Princess, uh, you're the lady on our show, so ladies go first. So I'm gonna start on the top left. So we've got this uh, Steelers, mm-hmm. uh the seventy four to uh, this is oh, I'm sorry, let me, for our for our listeners, I'm sorry. This is the greatest sports dynasties, ladies and gentlemen. So we got a bracket here. I have a, I set up a bracket. So I got the Steelers, the 1974 to 1979 Steelers versus the 2002 to 2007 San Antonio Spurs. That's what I have here. So with that being said, Princess, I sent you that. Um, who are you taking in that? I'm taking Mean Joe Green, Mel Blunt, Lynn Swan, Franco, Terry Bradshaw. So I'm taking the Steelers. Okay. All right, let me just mark this down here, Jay Princess. Okay. All right. So, uh, Jay, who are you taking there? Can I just say how hard this was, man? I had to, <laughs> I had to change my thing like four or five times. Because <laughs> I was thinking like best teams, and I was like, no, it's the greatest dynasty. So I got to change my answers on some of them. But for the okay. first one, I, I'm going with the Steelers as well. I'm just super Steelers. impressive. I'm going Steelers, yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Next one. Let's go. I'll switch it over to the other side, to the right side. We've got the uh, the Cowboys. 1992 to 1995 Cowboys, and versus the Celtics from 1980 to 1985. Prentice, who did you take there? Kevin, it didn't matter who was the second team. It could have yeah, been the Florida Gators from. <laughs> <laughs> the 70s or 80s. I was going Cowboys. Come on. Come on. All right. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jay, what would say you? <laughs> you know what? I went with the Cowboys as well, man. Like, okay. dominate the NFL at that time. I thought that was very impressive. So I went with the Cowboys. All right. Good stuff, then. Let's move down here to the other bracket here. We got the uh, the San Francisco 49ers, 84 to eight, the 1984 to 1989. Uh, dynasty uh, with the Lakers, uh, 1984 to 1988. Uh, Prentice, who did you take there? Lakers, Magic. Okay. Jay, what what, what say you? Who'd you take there? This was one of the hardest ones for me. Yeah. Wow. I, I went back and forth on this. I started with the 49ers, but I ended with okay. the Lakers. So I I, okay. I went Lakers here. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me just 
mark this down here. All right, next one we got, uh, let me see, we got the 1990 to 1998 Bulls versus the UConn Huskies women's basketball team from 1999 to, to 2002. Uh, Princess, I'm sorry. I don't even like Tino Ariyama, but UConn. <laughs> UConn, okay. Uh, Jay, what say you? I'm not going to lie. I was a little biased on this because, like, what <laughs> UConn was doing was, like, super impressive. Super yeah. impressive. But because I think the degree of difficulty was higher for the Bulls, especially back then in the early, in the late 90s, like UConn, Tennessee, it was like a two-horse race. I went with the Bulls, but it was tough. Okay. Good See? stuff. Good stuff. Girl Go power. Ahead, Girl power. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a protest. All right, this one, I, this was kind of tough for me. So, but nonetheless, um, princess, we got um, Alabama college football team, from 2009 to the present, because they seem like uh, they're still the uh, the don, if you will, versus the UCLA college basketball team from 1963 to 1975. Who do you have? This one was tough for me um, uh, in my Jason Collins voice. This one really was. Yeah. I um, And I hated the success of Bama, but I, I picked Bama here, although that run by um, um, UCLA and the Bruins was, was just really – but, again, that was a little bit before my time. I, I was barely catching up with, with games on the West Coast. So, But I'm going to go Bama there. What they did okay. in college football – um, and that that journey, you know, I, I don't know if Georgia will beat that, but um, they dominated college football for a minute there. And they still All right. Are. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff there. All right. Uh, Jay, we got uh, the uh, 1996 to 2000 Yankees with the uh, Celtics, 1956 to 1996. Dynasty. Well, he did the Bama. I never did the Bama one. I, I took Bama yeah. as well, though. I took oh, Bama I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well. I'm sorry. The Bama. I'm sorry. My, 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 my yeah, Bama. yeah. I took I took Bama. I took Bama as well. Okay. okay. I apologize. I apologize, brother. Okay. All right, Bama there. All right, so, Jay, so with that being said, the Yankees and Celtics. I'm sorry. So the Yankees and the Celtics. I, I, I took the Yankees here, not that I'm a, a huge baseball follower, but like I, I know what the Celtics did from 56 to 60, incredible, but it just doesn't resonate with me at all. So I took the Yankees. Okay. Princess, Yankees-Celtics here. So um, Celtics, this is the whole Dave Collins, Havlicek um, era with – yeah. Um, Bill Russell, I think, and then the Yankees. This is A Rod, J- Derek Jeter. No, A Rod wasn't there. Not not A Rod. A Rod wasn't there. Okay. Jeter, you know, just you, you that, had to be a Yankees fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, no A Rod though. Um, no A Rod at that time. Okay, he no. was still with Toronto or wherever he was out there. Okay, so I'm still going Yankees in this one. Okay. All right. So I pick. Okay. Okay. Well, can I change my answer? <laughs> These are hard, man. But now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, I want to go Celtics, man, because I think history will remember them as a better dynasty. 
Like if I think about a dynasty like that 10, 12-year period, I'm going to change my answer to the Celtics. Okay. All right. All right. So with that being said, well, you got me doing some math here today. Okay. All right. So uh, we got the Bulls versus uh, the Bulls 1990, 1998, and Bama 2009 to the present. Who are you taking? Uh, Princess, who are you taking? Princess might be muted. Oh, yeah. I was just talking away. I was just oh, talking oh. away. Um, you, so the Bulls and Bama at this point. Um, I'm going I, – I put Bama. I was kind of considering that, but I'm going to still go Bama. Okay. Good stuff. And I, and right. I may be just, you know, um, you know how I feel about Oh, so. <laughs> nah, you're, you're you're good. You're good. All right, so we got okay. – all right, so one I didn't put uh, – I should have went first round. I should have went back over to the other side. So, Jay, we got the Golden State Warriors 2014 to 2019, that dynasty, if you will, versus the Tennessee Volunteers women's basketball team, 1995 to 1998. Oh, man, this is, this is a tough one, too, because <laughs> Pat Summit in Tennessee, like, they were – they were great, man. Um, I, you know what? I know this is not consistent, but I'm going to give the edge to, to Tennessee on this one. I, I like Golden oh, State, wow. but, you know, like when Kevin Durant came, it felt a little bit unfair. I'm going Tennessee on this one. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff there. All right. Where am I at right now? So, all right. So, we got the Steelers. Uh, what's that you, uh, Princess? I, I grew up with Pat Summit and just really admired everything. And the fact that she was a a grad assistant and became the head coach, and she was maybe two years older than some of the players. But I thought Golden State changed the way I watched the NBA um, in that, that era with and Steph Curry. I, I thought they really changed the way I watched it and, I, and, and, and changed the way – we looked at in how it was played as far as the three point was concerned. So I went Golden State. Oh wow! Okay, Shoot, sorry, right. K Walk. I, I gotta change my answer, man. I gotta go what? Golden State. Princess convinced me, man. I think yeah, he's it's... gonna remember Golden State more than they will that Tennessee team. Mm-hmm. All I right, mean, Jay, so... Case and Kevin, it did. I mean, we were saying. I, I, it, it really changed how I viewed um, the NBA with how they, yeah. the Splash Brothers handle that. Yeah. All right. All right. So you got so right now. So we got the Golden State Warriors because you guys keep changing on me. So we got the Golden <laughs> State Warriors versus the uh, so Forty ers and Lakers eighty eight. So we got the Forty ers Am I correct? Who has the Forty ers versus the? Do we have I have the one? Lakers. I think we both took the Lakers on that one. Oh, okay, so you guys mm-hmm. didn't, didn't put any points there. So you guys don't want to win any points there. So Steelers versus um, – I didn't I – don't We didn't do the Patriots-UConn one. Yeah, I was going to say UConn and Patriots. What do you have there? I got to give Bill Belichick credit. I, I, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going Patriots there. Okay. Jay, what's that? Uh, I'm going. I'm going the other way, only because you got you got UConn from 08 to 16. Yeah. That's a long yeah. run, man. And I I know the Patriots won a whole bunch, 
But from 01 to 04, I think I'm going to give UConn the edge here, man. Okay. All right. So the, the contestant didn't pick that one. So you guys have – so between that, you guys picked the Steelers, correct? On the top yeah. Portion? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the Steelers and the the UConn and UConn. And and uh, Patrick, uh, the Patriots, uh, Princess. Who do you have? I I picked the the Patriots going forward. All right, so all right, that didn't work. So Jay, what uh, what say you? <laughs> I think I would probably give the edge to the Steelers on this one. Uh, maybe I, maybe I uh, tip my hand on that one. Okay. All right. So we got <laughs> right. So we got the steel. So you at your final four. What are your what are your, what are your final four? So I want to make sure we're on the same point. Me, Princess. my final yeah. four: uh, Patriots, Lakers, Cowboys, Bama. Okay, Jay. And I'm Steelers, Lakers, <laughs> Cowboys, Bulls. Okay. All right, so Princess, you're out because <laughs> you didn't have any fun. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so Jay, Jay, what would say you with your your uh, uh, your championship team? My championship team. Yeah. So out of team, Steelers, team, Lakers, team. out of uh, Steelers, Lakers, I think I would take the Lakers in that one. Out of Cowboys, Bulls, I think I take the Bulls. So I'm ending up with the Lakers, 84-88 Lakers against the 90-98 Bulls. That would be my final winner? matchup. And my winner would be the 90-98 the, the, the 90 to 98 Bulls. Just because for them to win three in a row, for Jordan to go away and come back and then win three more in a row, that's tough mm-hmm. to beat. And, and, that, and that team will never be forgotten. All right, that that makes perfect sense. But with all that being said, you missed on all other three, so 25% of your final four was correct, <laughs> and your Bulls were correct because that's what we had. The consensus was the Bulls winning it, everything winning it. The 90 to 98 Bulls was the consensus winner. Yeah, <laughs> so. I was never gonna win this one. <laughs> Teddy Princess, stop it, stop it. Hey. All right. Good stuff. Go put put Michael Jordan on the hockey team, and I'm picking somebody. (laughs) I know, right? All right, good stuff. Didn't realize we were in overtime, but thank you so much, guys. Uh, uh, Princess Princess, uh, Cooper, Jason Collins, thank you so much for joining us uh, to filling in for uh, Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott. I know you're listening, brother. Um, it's nine o'clock, so I know you're listening. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see you next week. We'll, we'll listen to you next week. I always want guys want to leave you with something. This week, I want to leave you with this. Um, we will fail when fail to try. When we fail to try. So again, I'm gonna repeat that. We will fail when we fail to try. So for sports talk with K. Walk and E. Scott, or never had it so good for sports. Uh, for, uh, I never had it so good sports radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody doing it, but it ain't that shit. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. Do it, be gon' do it, do it just like this. 